Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to The Nerd Coalition. Welcome to... No Gimmicks Needed! Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you... What to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, episode 105, I believe. Uh, we are coming at you, not live, but uh, back and having a podcast on Sunday. So I missed actually doing podcasts and being consistent with them. But, you know, I have this new baby here that is just taking up all of my time and energy. So that's just the way life is. But joining me on the panel, of course, is the wrestling fans that we know. Uh, I'm going to go for the co-host today, uh, the hard R from the Soul Trek Enterprise Quattro. What's going on, everybody? And the lunatic fringe himself, who has now become uh, one of the New Japan Pro Wrestling United States Champions, J.D. Moxie. What's going on, everybody? Yep, so we are uh, good. We got a pay-per-view coming up later tonight. We'll record this is tomorrow, but later on tonight, stopping grounds. But before... Pay-per-view that nobody cares about. That nobody cares about at all, to be honest with you. As long as I can just try to get the extreme rules and take my son to have an experience, that's all I care about. Everything else is just whatever the fuck. So, um, here we go. First of all, before we get into that, we also got to make sure we got to show love and pay the bills as well to uh, Spaces Philly. Make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com, the production company we are a part of, where you can listen to all your great podcast content, such as the shows they have on there, the Lulu and Pop Show and the Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, along with both sides. And then the Nerd Coalition has content up there. You can listen to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast you're listening to now, or you can also listen to the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. And then uh, it's hosted by Swag on Zero. And also, you guys can listen to Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, hosted by my lovely wife, Lady Sketch. And then my homeboy, Drunk Dog Sober Tongues, hosted by Left Brain himself. So, all that great content is up there. Make sure you guys go check it out. You guys can listen to us on Stitcher, also Apple Podcasts, and Google Play, along with listening to us on uh, uh, YouTube. If you guys listen to the podcast on YouTube with the YouTube Premium, which is now having a free trial before it goes to nine ninety nine a month, and also QFlow always lets me know that if you do have Google Play, YouTube Premium comes with that. So I'm still looking for it, but I listen to most of my podcasts now on Google Play or Stitcher on the other two because I have an Android phone. So <coughs> here we go. Forget, forgive me of the coughing. There will be 
you know, coffee throughout this whole podcast because I, I'm still trying to get better. I was supposed to do this right. yesterday, fellas, but I just uh, I just couldn't do it because Swag wanted to do a ner- nergasm, and I was like, I can't do two podcasts in one. I can't do it. So, well, uh, look, for anybody that lives in the northeast region of the country, y'all know this weather has been wild. Yeah. So, if you sick out there, you clearly understand. Exactly. <laughs> this humidity, I'm just like, I can't catch up. And you know what the hurt, the hurt part is? I can't be near my child now because I'm sick. Yeah. She don't have her shots yet. So, I'm sleeping in the office. And, you know, I'm putting gloves on and mask on, you know, to see her, make sure... My hands extra sanitized and all that kind of stuff, so it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, you're right ass. about that. <clears throat> okay, so before we get into stopping grass construction, I know we all got a lot to say for the wrong reasons on that. I want to, <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into a uh, a wrestling death that just happened. Uh, Adrian Lionheart McCullen passed away at the age of 36. Uh, That's so early, man. That's so early. Too early. Uh, He was a British professional wrestler, and uh, he was on the British independent circuit. I actually thought he was part of that NXT, like, UK tournament they had uh, Uh a while ago, but I found out that he wasn't. Mm And he was part of something called Insane Championship Wrestling as well. And the other night, he had posted a tweet. On Twitter, and it it's it just it was very cryptic in the message that it was trying to say, that it was saying that uh one day you will eat your last meal, you'll smell your last flower, you will hug your friend for the last time. You might not know it's the time. That's why you must do everything you love with passion. They wow. have they have yet to come out and say uh what happened to him because. Not too long ago, we just had Ashley commit suicide. Guys, let's be real. Let's be real. Off what you just said, you just read the tweet. Ain't none of us here intelligent. Our listeners probably have an idea about the ideas of mental health going on and questions that happens in wrestling. If you read that tweet and you heard what happened, you put two and two together. Unfortunately. Exactly. You do. You are putting to you know because it, it's it's hard when you hear because see, it's allegedly so it's hard to say somebody that you cared about or somebody that you know would take something that's so precious from them. You know, one of the uh, precious you know gifts that we have is life. Whether people know it or not, that's what we wake up every morning, man. That's a gift. So. But somebody, and you know what they say. You can look in the mirror, and that's the face of depression right there. You don't know. <laughs> you don't exactly. You don't know. And whenever that that dark cloud is taking taking over you, it's just so hard. And you know you don't know what kind of demons these people are trying to face, especially in the professional wrestling business. Uh-huh. It is, and for thirty six years old, you know. But but once again, I'm not on this show sitting here saying. All professional wrestlers commit suicide. We got a lot of them, but I'm not saying. Uh-huh. But when you, it's unfortunate when you hear the ones that die like this, either when them accidental overdoses, heart attacks, or suicides. Unfortunately. Uh huh. <coughs> yeah, I mean, 
gets messed up, especially for a man that young, like you said, thirty six. I believe wasn't he champion at the time of the way of time him passing as well? I believe I think so. He was. Right, so it's not even like he's necessarily at a low of his career. You can be on the highest highs and still mentally and physically be on the lowest lows. And this, I mean, we say stuff like this all the time. Make sure you talk to people. Make sure you reach out. But when your mindset is there, it's hard. And even somebody could be your close friend and it can happen the next day. You don't know. It's just it's unfortunate at the end of the day. It's unfortunate today. Sometimes you just wish that you could, you know, help out the best you can. Even even The Rock posted a tweet saying, "Sorry to hear the news about Adrian Lionheart McKellen's passing. He was a big wrestling star in the UK, loved and respected. Never had the opportunity to shake this man's hand, but sending his family, friends, and UK wrestling community love, support, and strength." So, you know, so it, it, it's touching, you know, the American uh, superstars, you know, as well. But like I said, I am huge into wrestling, but I was never really into, <coughs> excuse me, the British circuit. So usually all my knowledge of the British wrestling community or, or, or the British wrestling stars have come from when they did this that UK tournament on WWE Network, introducing, uh-huh. you know, Mandrews yeah. and introducing... Pete Dunn and Tyler. I didn't know who any of those guys were until uh-huh. until they came over and became stars from themselves in WWE. And uh, you know that's that's unfortunate. I mean, I, I want to get dig deeper into my wrestling knowledge, but there's only so much time in the day that you can you know try to learn all there is about wrestling, especially when you're hosting a channel that does more than just wrestling. So you know it's hard yeah. to dig into it, but it's very unfortunate. Once again, I'm not going to sit here. And come out and say the man committed suicide, but that's what all the signs are pointing to until they officially come out and say that um, he took his own life. So, you know, may he rest in peace, you know, condolences all to his family because, you know, that's that right there is a tough pill to swallow. I personally, in my family, or at least the, the, the family members that I've known, have not dealt with suicide. So, you know, I am not able to step and talk, you know, as if I know that, but I know it has to be a hard pill to swallow. Has to yeah. Be. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, the fact of, I know it's happened in my family, but it didn't happen to anybody that affected me directly, but it is just the, the basic idea of, I mean, death is here today, going tomorrow. But the fact that something like that seems so sudden, because, you know, as we get older, you see death coming. You do. People get old, people get sick, and you can almost prepare for it. Something like suicide or a sudden death, you can't prepare for that. You can't. It's just over. (coughs) That's the day you wish you had had yesterday, so I get it. Uh But, you know, I wanted to get it out of the way first, but now... You know, it's unfortunate we had to go from a somber note to an even more somber note. Uh, talking about stopping grounds. Look, do so, you have to? <laughs> we have to. I got a couple comments on uh, the channel saying that, you know, they're happy wrestling was is back on the channel. I haven't been doing wrestling in a couple of weeks because people uh-huh. do look at us to talk about stuff because... You know, there are times where I don't watch things. I go to different YouTubers and see what their opinions. I know they they, they did it, so right. I, I I 
unfortunately, I'm in that boat. And, you know, so I want to make sure I'm here for my subscribers and the people that watch us <coughs> and listen to us. So, we got a nine-match card for Stomping Grounds. This is now, the, is that nine-main card, or is that a pre-show, too? Bro, I don't see no star next to none of these matches that indicate pre-show. I, I know we're going to get a pre-show, but... Right. Right, as of right now, they have not but said which one it's going to be. Why? Why need a pre-show? They can barely sell out the damn arena. Exactly. <laughs> so they, exactly. So people gonna be in for the pre-show to get what? Like that's a chair that I don't want. Can you <laughs> see? Now, now, now let, let me let me just say this. Now we all now for people who don't know out there. Apparently, the sales of Stomping Ground aren't doing so hot. No, why no. that is, I get, you can take your opinion of, take your choice of why you want to say that. Down to the fact that it was announced that they was doing sales on two for one. Not like from a third party site, like from WWE directly. You can buy one ticket and get a second ticket free. I never in my life heard about that for a house match. <laughs> Let alone an actual pay-per-view. Now, I'm not going to be real. I live in Philly. Mm-hmm. Extreme rules come here next month. If you tell me I get two seats for thirty five dollars, guess what? You got a sale. I'm all the way real. <laughs> Yo, be honest with you. Wouldn't it be best if you can't give me that free ticket though? <laughs> Yo, you trying to go? Nah, dog. But I'm just saying, nah, dog. <laughs> no, somebody Great like no, somebody like Chubbs will probably sell it. Yep, <laughs> he would. But with that being said, me and Chubb's definitely going to evolve next month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that's good, too. I mean, you know, it is. But, so, right. the best I can do is just uh, uh, go down the matches, see see what our thoughts are going to be, and how this is going to lead us into Extreme Rules. So, uh-huh. the first one let's get into, I'm going to try to go as low as I can. For a triple threat for the Cruiserweight Championship, did notice was a thing. Tony Nese versus Akira Tozawa versus Drew Gulak. Because I swore I saw Drew Gulak on NXT fight the past couple weeks. He absolutely has been fighting. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know his name yet. I don't. The the Asian wrestler, I do not know his name yet. Uh-huh. But they had they had one match in which the Asian wrestler won by pin, and they was like, "Oh, you could submit me." So they actually had a submission match, which was darn good. I need to learn his name. Uh-huh. Sorry for the disrespect, but that was a good match. I saw that. Yeah. So Drew Gulak is in this. 205 match in my head he had traded over to NXT so when it comes to the idea of triple threat and me not watching 205 heavy I don't know <laughs> honestly I don't know how Tony Nisha's reaction has been with the Cruiserweight Championship because I've not been watching 205 live in a while uh-huh. all I know is that he won that WrestleMania from Buddy Murphy who still hasn't shown up on Smackdown yet so I'm try- I, 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 I think Tony Nisha retains it I- I just want to throw this out there. I don't know how many championship matches I done send the Kira Tazawa in at this moment, but it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have him winning. Maybe they decided to give it to Drew Gulak, but since he's doing work on NXT, I would think that Tony Nese retains it here. I, I, I'm rocking the same boat for you. That That's where I, my head is at. And I'm sorry, I can't add but so much more to it, but that's where I'm at. Moxie? Right. <laughs> I think Tony Nese retains it. 
honestly, because um, uh, this pretty much it, t- it ties into what I what I think may happen later down the line. This uh, with involving uh, Mike Canellis. Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll get to Mr. Canellis later on in the show. Uh, okay. <laughs> next matchup uh, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships: Dale Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery, Chris and Tucker. The oldest of Tucker. Stakes and weights, baby. So, do they walk out the new tag team champions, or do Dale Bryan and Raw retain? Um, I, I'll go first if y'all don't mind. Sure. I don't. I don't <coughs> see a reason for Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan to drop it. I don't. Like trying to just trying to think of it from the wrestling point of view. Um, I don't see Heavy Machinery make the presence on the main card get strong enough uh-huh. to contend this. But at the same time, if I'm looking at the SmackDown tag team division right now, or let's be real, does it matter if it's just the SmackDown tag team division? I don't really know. Um, I'm not seeing. A reason for them to pass the titles to them at this moment. I just, I just don't. So I'm. I got Daniel and Eric ret- retaining. I don't. I don't see why they will lose. I just don't. <laughs> uh, Moxie. I see. I see them. Bro. I see Daniel Bryan and Rowan Ro- Ro- retaining. I don't see. Like honestly, this is this is honestly considered a throwaway pay per view. Like if if they really want to drop this. I can see them until Extreme Rules or they change it at SummerSlam. That's just my opinion on them. But uh, Darren Bryan, they're keeping the belts. There's no way the hell they're dropping them. Uh, I have to agree with uh, all y'all. I'm, I'm still kind of surprised that um, they didn't make the Hip Tag Team Championships yet. So I was like, well, he ain't got the Hip World Heavyweight Champions. So if they're, if they're the planet's Tag Team Champions, uh, where are my Hip Belts? See, the, I, I agree with you. I see why he did it as the as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. But it, does the tag team of division have enough fire to put a change on the titles right now? Nope. I think not. Does Dale Bryce said the same thing? Nope, they suck. Right. Like, like, his promo was real. Like, we know that was a promo, but everybody that heard that promo that he was talking about, yo, the tag team division is trash right now, you sitting there like, yeah, because I got to see the Usos was, on was, both shows real. to see a tag team match. Uh-huh. That was real. He was shooting from the hip from that one. Right. So, uh, until the tag team division get that pump up in, in these, like, I, like, you know, y'all know I'm a Zack Ryder fan, but we all knew how this was ending. Let me, let's be real. <laughs> There's no tag teams right now doing anything right now that has me aggressively interested in the tag team division. Not that they're bad. They just don't have me pushing for the tag team division right now. I say Sorry. No, I do understand that. Because uh, <laughs> speaking of tag teams, because we're not done yet. We got the New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This was just put together last week on SmackDown. So, I didn't realize that. <coughs> who wins I, I really this matchup? Like, I really feel like somebody walked around in the back and they just looked at the car and said, we got to make the crowd happy somewhere. Yeah. And when 2K 
they went 2K mode, universe mode on it. Right. Uh, and if I may say, I don't feel like KO needs another loss. <laughs> Neither does Sam, to be honest with you. Right. They, they've been losing on everything for months. Let's yeah. be real. Months. Even in KO getting this, I guess we're going to call it a title push. It was still like, mm. so I can't. And, and here's why I'm torn as trying to be a wrestling fan and trying to be a mark. Like, uh-huh. seriously, is the fact that I know KO can't really take another L for real. But I don't really see Big E coming back into an L. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, yeah, so, fair. so, and I'm just thinking, and this is me trying to long term booking. Like, maybe if New Day wins, then we got a three on three match at Extreme Rules. Because hopefully, we get a, a card with extreme matches of some sort, or at least stipulation matches of some sort. So, and me reaching in the darkness for this one, I'm a, I'm gonna say the New Day. <laughs> All right, Boxy. Damn. For so that, I'm at. I'm a. I'm gonna go with the new day on it. Huh? Yeah. I said. Oh shit. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I said. Um. Honestly, I don't really know too much about this match, but I'm just gonna say I'm gonna go with the new day on this one. Okay. I I I'm actually gonna go with Owens and Zayn because Zayn has been getting. I mean, swept in these two out of three falls matches. As soon as I told yeah. Panda he's hits, he he's out, and I'm like, look. Y'all gotta make <coughs> Owens and Zayn somewhat of a threat. Because I don't think Nuna gets a clean sweep the whole night. So I have Xavier was taking the pin here with KO and Sami Zayn getting their heat back in this matchup. It, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I, no, no, I'm gonna, just saying I'm, Go ahead. Is is it me or do KO be looking sad? <laughs> 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 Y'all be looking at him in the ring, he like Alright, come do this again. I swear they had him come out for like three weeks and not even talk. He's just gonna stand there like I'm gonna be the muscle. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the, Go ahead, like you were saying, Moxie. I was getting ready to say. It always seems like anytime when if the new day are gonna take a loss, it always seems like Xavier Woods is always the one that takes the fall. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what I mean. I'm not gonna say I, I he performed. <laughs> they, they had a they had an even booking performing match between Xavier and Dolph. Yes, you're right. Xavier took the fall. You're not wrong. But Xavier took the fall. That, that was a good match, though. I enjoyed that match. But right, but that was a good match. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, so, and this is just me thinking this way. We we all have come to the term that yeah, KO and Sammy need to win something. Let's say they win. Then what? I mean, I can't right. tell you. <laughs> if, if, if New Day wins, then, then what? Right. If New Day wins, then you know what? If, if New Day wins and Kofi wins, then they celebrate on SmackDown. Hey, look at us. We won. What? If For Sammy another wins, week? they go to SmackDown another week. <laughs> Biggie already trying to make the freaky hour. Like, we are, they've been celebrating for three weeks straight. <laughs> <coughs> I, I I get it now, you know what I'm saying? 
Alright, that's why we said it's a throw-together match. Ugh. Uh, this whole pay-per-view was a throw-together. It's throw-together with rematches. That's all it is. Uh, speak, thank you for that segue, because the next rematch we got is from WrestleMania 35. Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre. I have never been tired of hearing a Drew McIntyre monologue about how he wants to disfigure Roman Reigns and his kids are going to be upset. Every week I see Drew McIntyre. Monday and Tuesday. He say the same shit and he gets so serious to the point I'm like, you know what? Drew McIntyre, if you're not careful, you about to go back down that slide of how you was when I did like you in 2009. But I'm not trying to go back there. Like when he beat up Heath, I thought that was cool. Yeah, Fuck right. 3MB. Jim need to do the same damn thing. But... Right. <laughs> <coughs> it didn't happen. So, I'm going to go take the round this one. I see Drew McIntyre getting his win back because I think we're setting up for Roman and Shane at SummerSlam. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Because oh, of a rematch. I'm not sure. But Shane's going to get involved somehow. This, see, it's hard because I'm like, so... Do we do, are we doing Roman and Shane or are we doing Miz and Shane? Like, what's going on with that? Why is, why is there so much Shane on my TV? To my, be honest my, with you. You know, my pops has said the same thing. Because he watched SmackDown. He's like, this shit is corny. He said, why is Shane is even on there? You know, there was a time in 2016. The month was April. When, here, you know. <laughs> and uh, that glorious theme song of... Here comes the money came on and Shane came out. I was jumping up out of my seat. Shane has been gone for eight years. And he's back. And he's going to be in a Hell in a Cell match. Or you got to be crazy. But now, I am so it's sick and tired of seeing Shane McMahon on my television screen. Raw and SmackDown eating lobster tails and Omaha steaks and running away from Roman Reigns. <laughs> I'm sick of it. So, like you, you're not wrong. My, my my girlfriend looked me dead in the face and said, "I know Shane is your favorite wrestler, but I know you're tired of seeing them." And I looked at dead in the face and said, "Don't make me answer that question." <laughs> Don't worry, because you gonna have your time to answer it right now. Because I already said you gonna win this match. So who you got winning? <coughs> Look, I need Drew to win. <laughs> yeah, Drew has been talked. Look, let's be real. If Drew lose, Roman has beat him three times in a row straight. Shut up. Oh. I can't hear you say one other word if Roman wins this match. Yes, I can also look from this the point of view is they already had Roman lose at the last pay-per-view. Are they going to have right. him lose at this one too? On some real, please. Not, And that's not a dislike Roman thing. It's that I need Drew to have this. <laughs> he needs to win. I, if, even if Drew win this, you can give me one last match between them and some type of last man standing finish it all match. If Roman wins this, Drew goes to one show and stay there. I think Shane got to turn to him. You out the group. We just all Elias right now. I'm sorry. What Elias group? Can't buy this a win. group keeps Elias. changing day to day. <laughs> They got Elias. They got um the revival. <laughs> they got. I think Bobby was there for a minute. Bruh, <laughs> they just got the revival on Monday. I'm like, where they come from? Nowhere. <laughs> they came out of nowhere. They collecting their paycheck. Literally, they was picking up that money. That's their money that they owe. Shane 
history has taught us anything. Shane is the worst at getting groups and keeping them together. Yes. Ministry <laughs> Posse, can we, can we say that? <laughs> Oof. Remember the Main Street Posse? Absolutely, Pete Gas. <laughs> I had a nerd of Carlos finishing with the gas mask. Well, <laughs> that sucked. It's time to so go. Look, I'm, I'm going to roll with you. Yes. Give the W to Drew because he needs it. He, yeah. he really does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Same for you, Moxie. Yes, Drew? I'm, I, I want I want them to I, Drew he needs this win because honestly in my honest opinion he should have won he should have won at Wrestlemania when they fought I get it it was Roman coming back but honestly like it's like come on like Drew is Drew is pretty much is that guy like that that hill that you need look that's it, the guy that he's a he's a guy that you need in all reality right. that match shouldn't have even happened at Wrestlemania uh-huh. with you. but you know we, we had had the cancer victory so there we go. Yeah, unfortunately. Hey, but she had <laughs> cancer. But what's the next match? <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about let's talk about some of the women here. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, we have Bailey going up against Raw superstar Alexa Bliss. See, can I can I just ask a question? Sure. Shouldn't I believe that Alexa can't win this because she on Raw? <laughs> Wild card make me not pick Alexa, right? Wild card be damned, okay? So, okay. so, so, I, look, I, real quick, I hate the wild card. I think everyone does. I, yes. I heard them say three superstars, then five, and look, I'll be counting every week. So I count Shane and Drew, Shane from the rip because that's one. <laughs> he always got his posse with him. That's at least another two, three. I see like four other people come over. That's six. I'm like, so the wild card is just called. It's just cool. Yo, let's the same 10 wrestlers. Like, they just, I feel like they got a pit of 20 wrestlers. Forget all the rest of the roster. Y'all 20 is going to actually have some type of match or promo. On the other 140 of y'all, I need y'all to chase our truth all night. All right, we'll go on the next oh, week. <laughs> so, I mean, that's accurate. So, uh, women's championship. So, this time, Moxie, I'll start with you. Who wins? Oh. Uh, <coughs> For this, honestly, I, I thought longer hard on this one. Um, I was thinking a little. I was thinking of two different way, two. I was thinking of two different scenarios, but I got Bailey retaining off of um, Nikki Cross, pretty much costing costing Alexa to uh, uh, cost her to win, mm-hmm. and that's gonna set up something where I think it could set up something where it'll be a triple threat match, a triple threat match at Extreme Rules with an actual stipulation. Last time Bailey and Lexi Bliss had a stipulation at Extreme Rules, did turn out too good. <laughs> it, it did not. It did not. I remember that. Kendall should go to pole. Did not turn out too good. Yes, I remember that. But maybe, but maybe the possibility of a third of a third person that could actually break that can actually give it some life that it actually needed. Uh, I, I mean, Nikki Cross ain't that girl, but. You know, I mean, then who would you who would you think? Because Nia Jax is out. I wouldn't put triple threat match. You wouldn't do a triple threat? No, I, I don't even want to see the. She is for Raw. I don't even want to see Bailey <coughs> challenge challenge Alexa Bliss when you have people like I don't know Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon on your show. Yeah, 
No, yeah, you, you just mentioned three people and they whole mini storyline between them. That yeah. storyline might get worked already to extreme rules. If we're if we going to be all the way real, we might see that get worked to extreme rules. If I may, Moxie, I agree with you. I see this triple threat match happening. I don't see right. no extra stipulation, but that is the stipulation at extreme rules. So you, I, so I can you see, see Nikki getting involved. You see Bailey, see Alexa Bailey. Bliss, and Nikki Cross? I see that at Extreme Rules. I see Bailey retaining because, A, first off, it's in Bailey hometown. I know that shouldn't right. be enough, but Alexa has already beat Bailey in her hometown and took the title from her once. I don't see them doing that twice. I don't see them doing that twice. I see Bailey wins. I see Nikki Cross getting involved, feel like she's helping Alexa Bliss, but Bailey turns that into maybe even it could be something as simple as a roll up, something like that happening. And then so oh Bailey retained, she's happy. Alexa Bliss is pissed. She goes off on Nikki, but Nikki is still mad at the both of them. Hey, look, it's extreme rules. We need a mass stipulation. All three of y'all go. You're right, Mr. AD. This did not turn out well the last time Bailey and Alexa Bliss had a match at Extreme Rules. And WWE, I can clearly see the idea. Ah, right, let's go on the third person, see how it go. Because you know what? All the other women in SmackDown's like, all right, so who are we gonna pull, really? We're gonna pull Charlotte again? No, let's give her a break. Alright, we're gonna do this Mandy and Ember Moon thing for a while. Alright, let's let that rock. Um, who else work here? Alright, alright, yeah, let's go with the triple threat. Who else work here? <laughs> Alright, well, you know, I appreciate all your enthusiasm and your confidence that Alexa Bliss is not gonna get hurt again in this matchup. So uh I got Bailey and 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 one and done because once again Alexa's gonna go Alexa Bliss will go back on the shelf for some other unknown reasons. And uh there's gonna be no point in keeping this thing going. Alexa ain't taking no bumps. Do you watch her matches and do you see her the past week? She ain't taking no bumps. Yeah, I noticed. So she's not going to. I don't see her. <coughs> I don't think she's still healthy enough yet. They, they, they didn't see the match. And I, don't be surprised if, she, if, if this is a squash match. I won't be surprised, but yes, yeah. Bailey retains. Yep, that's what we, we all on the same page about that one, though. Bailey retains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Next woman's match for the Raw Women's Championship. We have Becky Lynch taking on. My sexy Southern Belle, uh, Lacey Evans. So, does Becky become Becky No Belts, or does she retain here? I'll start with you, Carter. You, know, you, know, you know what? See, <coughs> because is Becky Lacey again twice in a row, mm -hmm. I can see Lacey winning that. But, mm. I don't think anyone at at this moment want to necessarily see Lacey as the champ. Therefore, I see Becky retaining. Okay. Uh, Moxie? Oh, man. See, I, I want to go with saying that. I want to agree with saying Becky retains, but Honestly, I think they may pull. They may pull it where Lacey gets the win here. I I don't. I'm just going. I'm just going. I'm just going off a of gut feeling. But the reason why I'm saying that she may win is because the fact is, and nobody's really giving a crap about this pay per view. They know Becky can win it back. 
I mean, that's a good way. That's a good way to put it. I mean, I will only challenge that if she can win it back, then why put it on her anyway? But does Lacey really need a weak title ring where she at right now? Really? Mm, no. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Becky Lynch so we get past Lacey Evans thing, so we can get back to Ronda at SummerSlam. Oh, now, yeah, that's, but wait, but, uh, wait, isn't Ronda out, uh, out starting a family or whatever? Isn't that, is that the reason why she's out? I don't know. She was supposed to come back Monday, uh, like a couple weeks ago, and let everybody know what's happening with her life, and she never came back. Right? I noticed that. I yeah. noticed that. And then it was like a. Oh, a chronicle or something <laughs> when she was talking about how she wanna take some time to make a family. So mm. I'm like, okay, so is Rhonda just out out for a minute? Are we gonna pitch SummerSlam as a champion versus champion match? <laughs> like where, yeah. where are we going here? <laughs> right. Reaching for straws. That's what's happening here. <laughs> now so we, got, we got the beautiful ladies out the way. Uh United States Championship match. Which was just made on Monday after Ricochet won the Fatal Five Way, so it's Ricochet taking on Samoa Joe. So this is like this is like an indie classic right here. I was getting ready you know, to say that you took the words right out of my mouth. What, what you got on this one, Mister Anne? <laughs> oh, hands down, Joe win yeah. this match. Joe win this match. There's no way. As much as I would love to see Ricochet have a championship, he has no personality on WWE yet. Ever since Drew McIntyre played the shit out of Ricochet on the microphone, Ricochet ain't talked since. <laughs> when, you know, did, uh, I forgot, what he, I forgot what the, verbatim what he told Ricochet, but when Drew got the mic and said to stop talking, Yo, Ricochet talk says he ain't even look for no microphone. Right. So, I'm gonna say you're not wrong, but I don't watch WWE then drag Joe through the dirt a lot. <laughs> I can see them seeing Ricochet as a more interesting U.S. champion. Are you serious? And, it, and I, I can see the underdog victory. Look, let well, me be all the way real. I would like Joe to win this. I think Joe should win this. I don't think it's going to happen. I actually think Ricochet is going to take the belt. Joe is the best, one of the best stickmen in WWE right now. All right. Agreed. You're right. And there Agreed. is no way Joe. Now, it, it could be one of the fluke wins, but he got fluke wins off a of legend, off an of icon of Rey Mysterio. Hey, we love Ricochet today, but he ain't there yet. You right, and he's not gonna get that. Like I see him doing six thirty pop right, and get, right, and going right to sleep. <laughs> Yo, I would love a six thirty into into the Kamor. Like, oh, I mean, you know, the sleeper. Just like, look at him, huh? Oh, he go to sleep now. But you know what, Joe is sweet for. Oh, let me just roll my feet over my head. One, two, three. Ah, I can see that. <laughs> Moxie, what, what, what do you think? <laughs> I got Samoa Joe winning. Pretty much, basically, off of that finish that you said, maybe like off of like a six, he right into a six thirty. Either he misses it or he goes six thirty and right into the, right into going to sleep. Yeah, because on the only reason why I'm saying Joe's winning because the fact is he still has to finish that feud with Mysterio when that when that ends. Honestly, and he hurt. And Mysterio he hurt, hurt again. He is hurt. He is hurt. But they still got to finish that feud. I mean, Mysterio Herbert. I mean, he is like in his forties, so I excuse it this time. 
<laughs> when you get hurt weekly, I don't know. I feel like that says something. I don't know. I feel like you should notice. You should stop doing something. I'm just saying. I mean, you want that money. First of all, it's all lead, 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 lead up to the Dominic anyway. Okay? So, whenever right. we, we get Joe whooping Dominic's ass, that's, that's, that's what we're looking for. Uh, yeah, yeah, how about that? Let's get, let's get that. That's all I want to see. Let's get down in there, troll one. Let's get Dominic with the distraction and Ricochet pull something out so everybody be like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> that was from my dad. Oh, uh, Joe gonna go kill him now. <laughs> that way Ricochet could continue on to someone else and, and Dominic could go, you know, get killed. I guess. Uh, in a steel cage match for the WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. It should have been me. So, fan of both these guys, great workers. Steel cage match. I'm actually kind of a, kind of excited for it. So, who wins? The match of the night. Huh? He's hand down the best match on the card. No, I want I want, I want Ricochet and Joe to be the best match on the card. To be honest with you. Yeah, I'm okay. kind. I'm kind of with you on that one because. I'm, I'm with you on that one with that being the match being the match, being the match, of, the match of the night on that one alright so remember, remember when we saw Ricochet live yeah um so who wins it I'll start off with Moxie Kofi or Dolph Kofi Kofi retains it's not, I don't think it's time. I don't think it's time for him to, for him to lose the belt yet you know what I'm, so I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you I'm shocked he had this long yeah, me too. I'm I'm not, I agree with you completely. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. I thought he did go get him the Christian treatment, and I'm like, wait a minute, my clock says June. He had that about two months now. Yeah. Can we establish Kofi hasn't lost a match? Period. Oh, oh no. Comic champion. He is getting the Cedric Alexander draw right now. That man's just getting blowing it up. All right, uh, um, Quattro. Look, I'm gonna roll. I'm rolling the same thing. Kofi retains. Gonna be a good match. Gonna be some interference. Kofi retains. He thinks. Mm, like, I'm trying to think. Who, I'm trying to think. Who, uh, <coughs> as much. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy and KO. Then the new yeah. thing gonna come down, shut them out. So then that's when something big happens in the ring. And Kofi retains. Gets the three count. He don't climb out. He get a pin. He get a pin now, on Dolph. Honestly, in, the, in the center of the ring. Now. If I had just heard about this matchup and didn't see the Wells Fargo spoil ad, I would definitely say Tolf Ziggler was his match. But mm-hmm. since we live in Philly and Wells Fargo gotta promote Extreme Rules on television, there's yep. supposed to be a triple threat match between Kofi, Kevin, and Dolph at Extreme Rules. Yep, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. So and Kofi still got the belt, so I'm like, well, I guess. <laughs> I guess is what we're going to do. I, I guess we're going to do the whole booking until SummerSlam for Kofi, and then he gets rid of championship. Mm-hmm. It, it better not be Shane. I swear to God, it better not be Shane. I heard. I was. Yo, it's Shane. really looking like for Shane. Yo, yo, yo I'm not gonna lie. I heard that. I would. I would be so mad happy if Shane wins because I'm like, it's finally happened. I'm it's finally gonna happen. I'm mad it happened, but it's finally gonna happen. That heel heat is insane. <laughs> it's going. It's gonna be. Ooh man, and that's gonna be crazy because it's gonna. It's gonna look like. Look, my dad done it. So look, I got the belt now. What's up? 
No. I, if Shane get that job, his security is <laughs> infinite for him to pin that title. <laughs> Shane mess around and hold the pet drone, but like Brock gonna have to come in like, yo, I'm gonna take this off. <laughs> Speaking of that, we're going into our oh good lord, our unfortunate main event. Seth Rollins takes on Baron Corbin and we with the special referee to be announced. So I want to know from you guys first, before we get into who wins, because I think it's obvious, who is the referee? Mox, who do you think the referee is going to be? Um, I got two people in mind. Okay. One is the obvious, and then one is another one that nobody has probably thought about. The obvious, my obvious pick, it would be Brock Lesnar. Uh-huh. It would be Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. the other option is Bobby Lashley. Cause, just cause he's not on the card. <laughs> that's, that's one thing, but it's also because the fact is, um, he was supposed to have been, um, he was supposed to have been Corbin. I think was he supposed to be like Corbin's backup? I think for like a like a segment on Raw, or do I got or I got the wrong person? I mean, I don't know. No, you, it, it, they've been like kind of loose. If, if I'm if I'm a pick a ref, first off. Can we just have a moment of silence for EC3? <laughs> he got Molly off of that chair. <laughs> I feel like he look at his contract every day and get a little mad. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the, the whole of anger <laughs> in his contract right now, he's like, when they was like, did, um, did y'all bury him on stage? He's still laying there. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Come on. I'll tell you right now. But, uh, they bury EC3. They bury EC3 so bad. I'm like, you still want him on universe mode? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's depressing. It's depressing. <laughs> it's bad. Like, it's like, dang. But um, I, I feel like you gotta I feel like you gotta make Brock the ref on this one. That way, you have the idea. Of, wait a minute, Seth can lose this, and if Seth lose this. Do we get a cash in? Do we not get a cash in? It would, I mean, it develops more storyline. And, and even, let's be real, I can see Brock being the ref, and I can see Seth winning. Then, then Seth just catches F5, and we just be looking at this like, mm, I know how this is about to go. <laughs> All right. So, oh, yeah, Brock for ref. I don't want to say this. I really don't. Because I'm with Moxie's, it's between two people. One is Elias. Because Elias got beat up by all the superstars on Monday. Right. And, and I'm like, maybe he comes back and, you know, uh, still does it for Barry Corbin anyway. Or the pick, I swear to God, it better not happen. Shane. You know, as soon as you said it, I was like, he about to say Shane. Yeah. I had I don't want it to be Shane because I'm like he's already in like four storylines, so I don't need him in another one. Exactly. So I must go with Elias for this one. Now, who wins the matchup? Uh, my uh, not not my uh um uh, uh, I'll go. Thank you, Seth. I mean, it kind of has to be Seth. Moxie, yes. same same here. 
chef. Okay? Look, nobody's not gonna take Baron Corbin can't win a championship in an Applebee's manager outfit. He can't do that. I was getting ready to say that. The funny thing is that Asia said the same thing. He dresses like he dresses like a manager that works at a restaurant. Yeah. It's called stopping grounds. Yes. It's gonna stop him into the ground and get the pin. Exactly. That's just how this is going to go. <laughs> Does Brock cash in? That depends on who the ref is. Like I said, does it really matter? The ref? No, I think if Shane's the ref, Brock doesn't cash in. No. So if Elijah's the ref, then he can cash in. (laughs) He can cash in in Elijah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Brock would cash in just yet. If Brock would cash in, I'm going. I'm going a little bit far ahead. I say Brock cashes in at Extreme Rules. I would say SummerSlam. You know, Brock only works big shows. Brock only works big shows. (laughs) He he works Money in the Bank. That's a big show, and he worked. He climbed. (laughs) He he didn't work. He just climbed. He just showed up. Well, guys, that was our predictions for WWE Stopping Ground. Unfortunately, I'm going to probably watch this so I can review it for you guys so to keep you all happy. And if it, you know, you never know, it may actually try to be a decent show. What else are we watching on a Sunday night in the end of June at 7 o'clock? Honestly, 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 I was going to take my son to go see Toy Story 4. To be honest with you, yeah. because I if saw you do that, it. I'll keep you up with the updates. Because <laughs> I'm just gonna sit look, here and watch it till I go to sleep. I know, look, look, I'll be honest with you. I saw Toy Story four. Fucking phenomenal movie. So, oh, okay. yeah, great. Please don't spoil it because I have to see. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it, but yeah, great movie. So I can do that or do anything else than watch Cyber Ground on Sunday night. And that shit better go off early too. It better go off. It better like nine thirty. It's done. It better be like that. <coughs> but I'm not gonna get that. Uh, so moving on to a show that people actually do want to see, AEW's All Out, which is the sequel to last year's All In, yes. sold out in under 15 minutes. Wow. It is showing... Let's be real. No, you got it. Go ahead. Let's be real. After All In and after Double or Nothing, come on. Who don't want to see a- the next thing AEW want to do? Come yeah. on, guys. And then, can I say this, though? It was actually smart for them to pick it to go back into Chicago. Because Chicago was honestly a, um, a large wrestling city also. And there's, right. also, and there's also a rumor that um, that uh, CM Punk may be uh, signing on as a commentator. Let's be real, though. We have these CM Punk rumors for everything that always happens in Chicago, around Chicago, no matter what it is at this point. People just want Punk to come back and do something. Let me ask y'all an honest question. Y'all want to hear CM Punk on commentary? With JR? I'm going to be real with you. I don't. If CM Punk come back, I want him in the ring. That's it. Honestly, I I don't want CM Punk back right now. Because all CM Punk is going to do is take the attention away from what the, what needs to have attention on it. Uh-huh. I will agree he's not <coughs> needed at this moment. 
I will Great. give you that. But okay. if he come, but if he was to come back, I wouldn't want him at a commentary table. Look, mm-hmm. let's you, you want to be real. Having CM Punk come back is like taking Miles Sides back into hip hop. Oh damn! 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 He just gonna come through like a wrecking ball. This man down <laughs> wrestling. Like, you can tell the difference between the interviews that Ambrose gave or Moxie gave and then uh, CM Punk gave. CM Punk has down wrestling. Told people to stop, don't return phone calls. The man's petty. The man's childish. And I'm like, look, as a fan of I was of CM Punk, I'm like, all the Chicago Nazis, no, that's just going to take you away. You don't want to bring nobody in toxic. Because Cody going in the side CM Punk really quickly. That show, like you're not desperate now. You making you selling out. Honestly, right. in my personal opinion, they probably should start selling out arenas because they keep going back to this little small thing in Chicago. They got about nine or ten thousand people in there. If the thing sold out fifteen minutes for ten thousand a nine or ten thousand seat arena or, or or venue, imagine what you can do at an arena. They can hold well, me- thirty thousand people. You're right, but let me ask you the arena question. This is going to come into something that we don't know 100%. Does Vince have the arenas in his pocket? Do they have an exclusive deal with WWE? Because if that's the case, that ain't going to happen until that time has passed. I agree with you, Mr. a Let me say that from the beginning. Yes, if you are selling out three pay-per-views in a row, all in less than 30 minutes, fully selling out, yes, now is the time that your next thing should be in a larger venue. The question is, are they allowed to? And, and when I mean, are they allowed to? I mean exactly what I just said. Are they allowed to in the idea that Vince will, can let that happen? Do we not have some deal with them? Like, you better not do that. Oh, you mean like Master Square Garden? True. Facts. Oh, so so you mean like when Master Square Garden was forbidden not that you couldn't get it it was forbidden that wwe when it was wwwf was in master square garden since the 60s they own that building that is what when you go to master square garden <coughs> other than seeing the knicks you see bruno san martino you see vince's guys and hulk hogan in that building that is the mecca in that building and you mean to tell me that ring of ring of honor of all places can have a show in Madison Square Garden. So what WWE do? They went to the Barclays Center. That's the new thing they built in New York. But still, they came to their stopping ground, no pun intended, and they they, they hosted a, a show there that's, that seated twenty thousand people. Now, nobody said like WWE don't own Philly, right? Right. They right. host their shows yep. in Wells Fargo. All right. If they can see it, it's like this. I don't know how much Lee Corps Center holds. I don't know how much. I don't know how much, know how much uh, Bay Park holds. But you can you can get another venue in that same city. I, I, I'm just saying because now <coughs> with All In. With double or nothing, and with all out selling out, and they about to start this TV sh- uh, TV program at TNT, they're going to have to start selling out bigger arenas. Right. 
are going to have to. I agree with you. Because now the demand is going to be so high that people are going to want to see. And when you saw 15 minutes, you only got 9,000 people there. It's like, look, y'all have to y'all have to be bigger than that. Y'all have to play hardball. And you never know. You can book a show for like said, We're going to book a show at Wells Fargo Center. And we will come to Philly and do one of our pay-per-views there. And let's see how quickly they can sell out. Because what show... Has WWE sold out in the Wells Fargo Center of this uh, this year? They haven't. Nothing. Nothing. So Nothing. If you, there's if, plenty of tickets for Extreme Rules left. Plenty. plenty. <laughs> the only thing that they sold out in the Wells Fargo Center so far that I've been to was the Royal Rumble last year, and even then, they had some open seats. But now, <clears throat> when you can hold thirty thousand people, you like look, uh, twenty to thirty thousand people. Like look. We need to start booking these kind of things because there is a high demand for it. So I'm glad they sold down. You know, I'm cool. Let's go over to Chicago. People, in my personal opinion, need to drop the CM Punk shit because, like I said, it's just taking away from all the other hard work that Cody and the Young Bucks is doing. But <coughs> props to them for selling that thing out. So absolutely, trust that's me. all respect yeah. there. All superstars are looking at it, and you know it's gonna make them all go to AEW, except for two, because uh, we got reports here that Mike and Maria Kanellis re-signed a five-year deal with WWE. See, and you know what? I think that's smart on their part. I, I can see, I can completely see off the cuff the idea of you ain't doing nothing here. Why would you not leave to where you might actually get a shot? I feel like they playing this for the long game. Mm-hmm. If everybody else leave and we still here, that's how we move up the card. Hell, right. when people were jumping the WCW, did that not open the way for new talent to, be, to get a chance to finally stretch their wings and show what they really could do? I'm not saying Michael Maria have that in them. But I'm not saying they don't either. Because what have we really seen from them in WWE? And we look at them to where they was at TNA. They they did a lot (laughs) more there. Let's see what they could do here. That might be a smart play. Also, let's let's think of from another way. Let's anything in this as parent. This is definitely WWE check. Let's what we have kids. What? (laughs) I mean, I I agree with you. Me personally, I wasn't mad them signing. I've read some comments. About them signing five year deals, I'm like, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Mike Bennett ain't that good. So when Mike Bennett was in Ring of Honor and or T or Impact, he wasn't that good. Maria was the show. Now Maria, I still think she's stuck in uh, Diva Land when it comes to wrestling. Like she still hasn't got she still hasn't got that 2005 2008 out of her. But yeah. <coughs> um. Signing a five-year deal and put put me on two or five live, which now I'm actually getting some wrestling match stuff like that, and then I get WWE money. And if they don't want me, I can just sit at home and make money. Fuck it. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at people who don't want to leave WWE. There are a lot of right. people. There are a lot of people that are hard on the superstars that saying that if they why why wouldn't you want to leave WWE? I don't work back there. I don't know what my check look like every Thursday or every other Thursday. Uh-huh. You know, it may be toxic. 
You got people that just have the wrestling passion in them. That's fine. And you got people that that's back there who just want to make money. Scott Hall told me the other day, you know, it's all about the timing. And right now, <coughs> if uh, Mike Canellis goes to AEW, he probably looking at it like, I'm going to end up just, just, just like Ty Dillinger. Who? Oh, yeah. Right. He's an AEW right. not doing what? The same shit he was doing at WWE. Also, let's be real. It is hard to leave the show to go for a smaller a smaller thing. I work at the largest casino chain in the world. In the world. It's really, really hard to go work at a smaller, nothing, not really heard, only exists in one place type thing. Mm-hmm. You ain't doing nothing. You ain't doing nothing but jumping into a more shallow pool. Yes, you're more noticeable as a fish, but it's still only a small pool. They ain't there yet. This is smart for the long game for them. For the long game, this is a good idea. Like you said, sit back, collect your check, let other people run away, and that's when you play your loyalty card. I'm still here. Right. I did this there. Well, we don't got but so much choice. Let's give them a shot. That's all I needed. Because it's also reports to say Mojo Riley resigned also. And then the other thing, oh, I was going to say, I wanted to say the other thing. Pretty much, you got to consider the fact that at the end of the day, it's all of it's all about business. It's all about mm-hmm. it's all about business, and pretty much like you got to think about it. Some guys they don't think if you go if you go to another uh, company or if you go to like the other indies or whatnot, you start at the bottom of the total pole. You don't get the same thing you was making there. That's almost like you're going you're starting up a new job at a new at a new place. You start at the yep. bottom of the total pole. You work your way up. So right. I, honestly, at the end of the day, I don't blame guys that are that are not getting TV time or whatever that's resigning. So what? Hey, look, at the end of the day, they still getting paid. Look, we all don't work at a job where you comfortable. <laughs> when you work at your job and you comfortable and you know what they expect of you and you know your job security in essence, in essence, because yes, you could get fired at any moment. Be real, <laughs> but when you know, but when you know in essence what your job security look like and what you got to do to keep your job and continue to get your pay, it is hard. To jump into that unknown, you be sitting there like, mm, it's a little crazy to go over there. I might as well fall back with what I know. It makes right. sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I and also, and there's also a thing of complacency too. That's true. Well, uh, so that's I'm, I'm, go ahead. let me let me be all the real about complacency. Okay. If I got a if I got a young young child that I know I gotta provide for, mm-hmm. I gotta be complacent. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's different. It's different. There's other factors like that. Mm-hmm. It's hard when you look across the table like, mm, that child relies on me completely. I better sit here and get this bread. Mm-hmm. Put them in that better situation, and then when they're older, then maybe I can take that chance on myself. Maybe yeah. I could be a little bit more daring. But for right now, let me stick to what I know and fall back. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um. <clears throat> Also, yeah, oh yeah, no, I am making it the best I can. Uh, also, did y'all get a chance to, real quick? Did y'all see uh, Drake Maverick's wedding? 
Okay. I so, saw it. I watched it. <laughs> can I not say that the WWE 24-7 title is the best book title in WWE? That's wild, too. Yes. And, you know what's wild? I still don't like it. I still think it's an ugly belt. It's the, yeah. That and the Funhouse is the most two interesting segments I've been watching. Thanks. Yes. You know what? At first, I was just like... Because, see, here's the thing. I have always been a fan of R-Truth. I really fell in love with R-Truth when he did his heel run as the Awesome yeah. Truth with Miz in 2011. Hey, yeah, we got Awesome Truth this week, too. Yeah, by oh, yeah, accident. Yep. <coughs> and, Little Jimmy. Yeah, R-Truth oh, can make coonery work, if that makes he sense. Can. Yeah. He's the only one that's got it, right? <laughs> He's the only one that can legit make coonery work. Because any other black man doing shit like that, even like this, this this Negro here. But for some what? reason, R Truth got a got a special kind of thing on this that I think that's why Vince like him so much because he just makes this shit work. Yeah, and. With the whole 24-7 title and R-Truth just being R-Truth, I have loved... These segments are getting millions of views on YouTube. Yeah, yeah you know, you, you want to hear something? <coughs> you know one day R-Truth going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's weird. No, but you know, honestly, though... The crazy thing is that you're right. Sir. Honestly, it's not weird. If you look at R-Truth's resume, R-Truth is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Going back to K-Quick. Get look, the only thing, I, only, only, only I, I will get away is like, I will not focus on three live crew. But, you know, I'm not, but I will focus on like the first African American NWA World Heavyweight Champion, his work he uh-huh. did in, in, in TNA. They coming back over here, and like I said, this man has been a main event with John Cena and The Rock. This man is good on the microphone. He is good at his segments, and he knows how to play his role. To affection. Look, he's just doing his role, but his role is getting him millions of views and attention on YouTube. He is being put in all these segments. Like, one of the best ones I see was with Cesaro, was about to pull out the table on Ricochet. He's on the table. I was like, that's fucking Chris fucking creative. And him and uh, Carmella is, I thought, like the perfect duo that I never knew I wanted. Because I didn't think that was gonna work at the beginning. I was like, "What is this?" They got it there. They got it there. Even if you look at back in the day, remember when Truth TV came out? Oh. One segment. Everybody for the next two weeks is chanting for Truth TV to come back. Then to the point where Truth had a Truth TV segment with the McMahons. The McMahons don't do anything with just anybody. Uh-huh. <coughs> so, R-Truth got something special. And him, first of all, I'm glad, I know, because I was seeing the actual pictures and stuff like that, I was just like, oh, wow. that They actually did get married, but I think they had to pull up to the side, like, can we just do this one segment at your wedding, please? Uh, can I just ask this? Is that really his wife? Because that's definitely the chick from the main Young Classic. Look, look let me ask, can I ask you a question, please? Look, Everybody listening, please forgive me. I'm not trying to sound racist or anything. Is she colored? 
She's uh, she's Indian. Ugh. That's what she is. Cause I, I, I was believe, like, I was like, is she black? Is she Hispanic? Is she what is she? That is beautiful. Let's be real. I looked at her in that wedding dress. I said, she's hot. Yeah. That is Kavina Devi from the May Young Classic. Yeah, yes. she was in there, and I was sitting there thinking to myself like. I am all for the interracial relationships. But right. I ain't no Drake Maverick had it in him. So, um, you know what I want to know when he had him? Somebody tell me where our truth was. Where did that pin come from? <laughs> I must have watched it about three times. Was he under her dress? Because I want to let you know I watched that, Jordan. I watched it the first time. Oh, I didn't see that coming. I watched it the second time. Let me look over here on Matt Hardy's side, all right? I watched it again. Look at me from the left. I'm looking at the dress that didn't move. Where did you come from, Truth? Like, <laughs> I don't know, but it was fucking great. And I was just like, that's what this needs to be. And I'm like... I, I don't mind people winning it like like because this twenty four seven title has made Jinder Mahal more interesting. It has. It does. I thought that was funny as hell when when he lost the belt on the airplane. That was exactly. It's made Jinder yeah. Mahal more funny. It's our truth is just, first of all when they was all trapped in the elevator, I was just like, she was hilarious to me. I enjoyed that whole segment. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. seen that. I was rolling, and I was like, he got a gift. That I don't think a lot of people appreciate right now, and I, I just wanted to bring it up because uh, I was like, that was kind of cool doing it. I was wondering, like, is he going to do it at the wedding? Is he going to do it at the wedding? And so he, he ends up finally doing it at the wedding. So I thought that was really, really, uh, really cool. And it's funny because it was wild. Because when you watching it, it's like, oh, look, they showing the wedding. Because I'm sitting there focusing on other things. I'm like, oh, here's EC3, this man, and it's right. Hey, look, that's actually Magnus and Mickey James there. You know what? They was all in TNA together. Oh, look, this, this Dixie Carter on the side. This all makes sense. That right. made, And then the ref stopped up, and I said, no. No. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, no. Rolled them in the pen, throws them up, and runs off. I said, at the wedding, though, dog. At the wedding, though. And I, I just like how Drake Barrett was, look, was looking at his wife like, I'm supposed to walk with my wife, but I want my title. <laughs> right, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> I know all that shit. And, you know, it's good. And when you, we got a, a wife that's in wrestling. And all, all your right. people in some wrestling, they, 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 they can come to them like this. Look, enjoy your day, but we just want to record this one segment and it be out. Uh, everything, everything in my heart said, all right, as soon as they try to walk down the alley, it was going to be like EC3, get the cheap roller. He was the best man. And then the, you got Matt Hardy. So you got people there to do that. I didn't think R Truth was going to roll them up at the wedding and get the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what? The funny thing is that, you know what this 24 7 title reminds me of? All right, remember last year during the Super Bowl? I don't know if you guys watched it. Remember when they had that uh, had that Hall of Fame commercial where it had everybody, uh, we had all like legit all the Hall of Famers Yo, and current players I'm all scrambling you, for that ball? Yes, it, the NFL 100. That was, that's what it reminds me of. This The segments that they they got real creative behind this belt. It's not the prettiest belt, but they got real creative with the segments. Look. I'll give them that. Moxie. Especially the pins under the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the, My, yes. I didn't know. I didn't know they had a camera under the ring. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Where the hell they coming with this from? Moxie, if I could tell you real quick that yes, sir. Um, that's that's the new thing they do for WWE 2K20. They're redoing that NFL 100 thing with all the legends, 
Because they've been, they've been calling all the wrestling legends and the current people, and they put a lot of money into this this new commercial. So be on the lookout for that this summer when that comes out. Oh, I'm definitely gonna check it out. So yeah, that's gonna be so oh, good. Oh wow! Uh, I I wanted to talk about this because it's kind of old. I'm not reviewing this whole show. I'm not doing it. I told you about it, I'm not doing it. Okay. But there was uh, a couple weeks ago they had WWE Super Showdown at Saudi Arabia. And with that being said, they had a match, main event Goldberg versus The Undertaker. In 1999, I'm with that match. In 2019, I'm not. No. And you know what? I was looking at the internet. I looked at Matt Riddle of how he just clowns the fuck out of Goldberg. (laughs) And I want to... Because I am a fan of both guys. And I wanted to bring this up because I was like, I do not like how... First of all, before I get into it, what did y'all guys think of the match? Sucked. I was not a fan of the match. But allow me to give respect respects to. I understand what both of these men contributed to the business. As you guys know, I'm not really a Goldberg fan, but I definitely am not going to doubt his contributions to the business. I'm not going to doubt how on paper, how large of a match this seems. I understand all that. Right. This, The fact that these two men came out of retirement to say, you know what, let's try to do it one more time. I get it. I understand that. I can hear that all out and clear, and I can respect that for doing it. When they hit that ring, and it just... Beat on a drum that's probably been beaten on it too many times. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. Yes. Uh-huh. When, looking, when looking at that match. And it's like, and let's be real. The beginning of the match gave you what you expected. A slow place build with certain moves between two titans. The spear out the gate and all that. You're like, oh, wait a minute. But then Goldberg hit his head and everything went south. Now, here's the thing. And it was South hard. <laughs> Matt Riddle, I mean, calls Goldberg the worst wrestler ever. Right. Now, I am a fan of Goldberg. I'm a huge fan of Goldberg. I wanted to bring this up because I did not like the criticism that Goldberg was getting. And I'm like, I hate every time that there's a Goldberg match or he's, he's called to do something, they blame Goldberg. Goldberg knows <coughs> that he's not the best wrestler. Bret Hart already forgave Goldberg for what happened with the super kick. I'm tired of everybody saying Goldberg only got two moves. Like Goldberg got more moves, he don't know how to string them together. He's not a he's not a great professional wrestler in that sense. But I'm not gonna sit here and act like Undertaker should have been hung that hat up. A long time ago. Absolutely. Both of them should have not did that match. But let yes. me be real. You put that much money in front of my face, I'd have did it too. It ain't, True. I'm not even mad at them doing the match. <laughs> I'm not mad at them doing the match. Because they, they, of what Lord they was trying to do, they had a good mapped out match. But Goldberg got a concussion. But here's the mm-hmm. thing. when you see, Goldberg looked great for 50-something years old. 
Uh-huh. I'm still mad at The Undertaker because, see, look. Goldberg hits his head, right? He gets a concussion. Uh-huh. He still tries to go on with, with the matchup. And I'm just like, look. We're not going to talk about Undertaker. Dropped him on his head, which made that shit worse. Dropped him bad, too. That was a bad drop. Every, you know what's funny? Watch that match, but don't look at the tombstone. Look at the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's what I want everybody to look at. Pop. It's not, hey. Oh, you see, oh, that was wrong. And Everyone he, knows it and too. And he drops him on his head, but yet everybody gets on Goldberg for giving Undertaker a brain bust instead of a jackhammer. I'm like, did y'all not see him drop Goldberg on his head? And y'all talk about so, so much of a veteran, you should have probably called it dead in the ring, but you did. And then they talk about the choke slam. I go, I, I looked at it. I finally saw the uh, Quattro. It's still not as bad as Hogan. It's not as bad as Hogan. I'm sorry. Really? It's not as bad really? as Hogan. Really? Because you got to. Cause that was a really bad choke slam. Let's be real. The, the one he gave Hogan. He was, the the one the one from Super Show or whatever it was called. Yeah, uh, Goldberg at least got up. He didn't. And looked a bit high. Hogan never got a foot off the ground. Okay, and that was just bad. And I was just like, and and you can hear them counting to to win to do the choke slam. I'm just like, this is terrible. Yes, I, see. Yes. See, my question here is, at that point with the concussion, when we all saw that in the bad tombstone, and we all saw how everything was just going south on both sides, fantasy booking, how could you have changed it on the fly at that moment? You don't, but see, that's why I think it wants to work with younger guys because they can make him still look good. But here's the reality, you don't. I am done, see, you know what? I was really done with The Undertaker when he dropped Shawn Michaels at Crown Jewel. Uh-huh, when, uh-huh. when Shawn Michaels did that moonsault and him and, him and Kane, you got a hundred years of life and over a thousand years of ex- wrestling experience right there. And they uh-huh. he does a moonsault and they, he falls right on his face, busts his nose open. Y'all didn't catch him? Exactly. Terrible. That that right there was like Undertaker leave leave my TV. That's what I said. So then when this whole Goldberg thing came up and the whole Matt Riddle thing came up, I'm just like, look, my, man, look, I like Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's a great competitor. And once again, but I am a fan of Goldberg. And I'm just like, look, Goldberg moved the needle in this business. Goldberg deserves, I mean, I, I can make an argument, but Goldberg deserves his Hall of Fame uh, induction. And I just don't like how people get on Goldberg all the time, but they never got on the shit Undertaker has done and how he continues to fuck up for the past. When he put them gloves and that hat and that jacket at WrestleMania 33, bye. Everything since then has been worse. I take it further back. Bye when Brock leave you. That is that was the curtain call. And we all knew it. We all knew it. But then he came back every year, multiple times for the next couple years. And we always keep saying Taker getting worse. We do. And you and you want to hear the truth of it all? You know Taker coming back. It ain't over. It's not done. But why isn't it done? Why? Stop. I, and, and I can see where, where you would be at in the head, too. We can't have Taker go out on that note. Because now you can't. You got to bring him back for something else. But you really shouldn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Like honestly, like, I, like after WrestleMania 30, I was saying to myself, I'm like, yeah, it's over. Like seriously, you could tell from when he had a concussion how how loopy he was looking. You could tell, like you felt like it was it was oh, it was legit over. The message is bad in general. And it's wild because we all know we don't want that to be our last memory of Taker in the ring. Crap, we don't want that to be our last member memory of Goldberg in the ring. But, but what do you do now? Goldberg had a great memory to go out on. Him and Brock Lesnar had a damn great match at WrestleMania 33. Agreed. You're right. Agreed. You're right. But now this is our memory of Goldberg now. This is the final memory of Goldberg. You can't leave it like this. We all know that. But what do you do? Do it again. Don't, Don't do it again. Have, have go again. Do it again. But here's the thing: if they do do it again, would you do it where? Would you do it how they booked it, where it was the Goldberg of WCW, when he would he would kill somebody in like under a minute or two minutes? I would. Or would you? Or would you find a way to like try to like try to hide the weaknesses? When it comes to Goldberg, that's, that's all you're doing. Since many people don't tell you, you got to hide the weaknesses. And Goldberg. Did it, he finally got that nasty taste of Brock Lesnar and him out, out, out of WrestleMania 20 out the mouth. <coughs> and had a phenomenal one with him and a phenomenal Brock Lesnar storyline to, to 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 do that. But now I don't I say I don't know what you do. Right, yeah, that, that's why I messed up at. I'm like I don't want to see either one of them again, mm-hmm. but I have to. You can't end that like that. That that messes up. It, it, it's this is wrong to say, but this yo, you only as good as your last match. Yeah, it's unfortunate, yeah. but that's real. And if that's gonna be your legacy, that's sad. Yeah. It, it's like when you it's like when Kurt came back and Mister Amy. I know you how much of a Kurt fan you was, but I know it was killing you to watch Kurt in his final days. Bruh. Kurt versus Samoa Joe Raw. That's all I got to say. Mm. Will he try to get that snap suplex? No, I said this is not Kurt Angle anymore. It's not. It's Here's not. So, <coughs> so I do want to get his uh, 2K20 um, Collector's Edition when it comes out, but other than that, no. That's what video games are for. That's what Fancy Book is for. That's where you do this shit at. Because it's done. Sting still tried to talk to come back and face everything. I'm like, why? No, just just stop. Well, this is the match that... Stop. You know what? I can almost understand, I can understand why Sting would want that match. From off the strength of, this is the match that everybody always wanted a long time ago. Yeah. Let, let's be real. And also, let's remember Sting's last match. He doesn't want that as the final memory of him either. That's the problem of coming back so late in your prime, and it's so easy for something to go wrong because you had a different point in your life. That's like us going outside. Yo, let's go run a game of full court. I can never ball for real, but I definitely can't ball now. It's over. That point in life is done. Hang it up. I can't perform as what I once performed before. Exactly. I may feel like it. I may think I can. I may want to. But you gotta admit, at certain points, your body gives. And Look, they both, and all three of these people came back at times when you're like, "Oh, that's gotta be what I remember now." 
that ain't what I remember before, and that's the problem. It's not. It's not what it could be. Let it go. Let you have your memory and be and be like, yo, I'm not coming back. It's like when Ric Flair kept coming back. You like, all right, Rick, <laughs> yeah. stop right. it. That's the thing. <laughs> when when time catches up with you, look, you gotta realize, I got I gotta hang this shit up. I agree. Uh, right. I'm not going into no Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments and topping and stuff no more. It's over. It's over, yo. By the Call way, it. side note, new Yu-Gi-Oh game coming out on the Switch in August. Just saying. Oh, yeah, on some, on some real, I, I want that. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want that. I just put that out there. I was like, ooh. <laughs> so, I, I'm, just, I'm just putting it out there for you. But, um, mm-hmm. going on to, to, to our last two things. Number one. So, last podcast we did, we talked about, I, I, it's been a couple weeks, but the last podcast we talked mm-hmm. about is when Dean Ambrose was on Talk is Jericho talking about all the things that's going on with WWE and shooting on them. Now, mm-hmm. he went on to Wade Keller for about two hours. Wade like Keller's hours. A, a, a wrestling journalist from the 80s, so he, he's he's very popular, very highly regarded. I listen to Wade Keller's show, very nice. Uh, uh, he's, he's very informative of what he does. <laughs> so he interviewed Dean Ambrose and we talked about some things that we didn't talk, talk about Triple H Stone Cold and Brock Lesnar are some of the highlight points of this podcast that I want to bring out so now I did now my little bit of knowledge because I didn't listen to the whole thing but I did catch the snippets about Brock Lesnar and him trying to work with him I did catch that so yeah so we can actually start with that work. one I heard the whole I heard I listened to it so, Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose, for those who don't know, had a match at WrestleMania 32, a no holds bar street fight. And he said, Sounds good. Sounds yeah. great. Sounded good on paper. Sounded great on paper. And then he said, Dean was saying, Look, I've been trying to just look for Brock and go over some things. I can never find Brock. Never find him. Uh-huh. And then, you know, Vince had him bringing out wagons, and then they had the little segments of. He going to Hardcore Legends and getting all this shit that he never used in the match in the first place. And he had all these crazy ideas. And Brock kept saying, you know, when he did see him, no, no, it's, look, it'll be fine. Look, i do this, blah, 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 I'll do that, no, it'll be cool. Brock ain't really want to work with that. <coughs> so. He was saying, he was also, he was, I was going to, oh, go, go. No, 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 you got it. Awesome. You heard the whole thing, too. I was going to say, say it again. That's it, because you heard the whole thing, so go ahead. Speaking on the Moxie. He was basically saying he was he when he was uh when he was bringing those ideas to Brock and Brock was basically being like real dry with the driver's response. He was wondering like is Brock is Brock being bitter because of the fact that he wasn't in the main event? And he was like, and did you know? And remember, I don't remember if you ever remember him saying during that Brock uh, he had the idea of that finish. Remember when he busted Randy Orton over? He said he wanted to try to he wanted to do that finish. Well, the Randy Orton the, the Randy Orton finish came later though. No, I'm saying he, Dean said he had he had like that idea too. He uh-huh. had, he, he, he came to that, he came up with that idea. I do remember him saying that in the paper view. I mean, um, in the podcast, even how he was breaking down, how he kept throwing things at Vince, and it was like, oh, we'll see what happens. Kept trying to talk to Brock, and he was like, no, nah, man, I get back at you. Even down when he broke it down to the fact it was like that night before. And that was the first time they had a real conversation. He's like, you can hit me with this, this, that. We can do all this, that, and sir. And Brock mm-hmm. was like, yeah, no. And even time was the day of, a couple hours before. All right, we can do this, that. I can do this. You can hit me with like 12 F5s. And I go through this. And he was like, no. 
you're just going to have a quick comeback. I'm going to do a couple suplex F5 you one time, and we're going to call it a day. He said, yeah, but it's like WrestleMania. I got to at least kick out a one F5. No, that, that, that's not what we're going to do. You're doing too much. They had an idea and, and, where he said he wanted to uh, mace Brock Lesnar at the start of the match. And once he maced him, start hitting him with different weapons. Mm-hmm. And Brock said, that actually sounds like a good idea. So, Dean Ambrose is like, well, what the fuck? I mean, like, why? if you had told me this two weeks ago, because now they're trying to rush around to get a prop guy <coughs> to try to see if they can make some uh, fake mace, and then it didn't t- turn out working, it didn't look good, so they scratched the whole idea. And he's like, if they had given me time, if he had told me that, they would give me time to get the prop guy because, you know, uh, Vince said he don't want to use props, but he's like, so what do you think certain things are, but whatever. So he would have got time for the prop guy, and then they could have had that, you know, segment, that scene. And, you know, I, 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 when I was listening to it, I was like, you know what? I really do feel bad because, you know, they've those two really could have had a... Uh, a really impactful matchup. It started turning out to be one of the worst matches on the card. Is it I even think, okay. I was just saying, Dean, Dean said something like, at this point, this was the biggest match of my career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's me and Brock at Mania. Even if I lose, this is my point to show what I am to further my career and end up being a dud. Yeah. And that's a And I was gonna say, is it sad that I enjoyed the promo more than I enjoyed the match? Is is it sad to say that? Absolutely. No, I mean I enjoyed but, the I enjoyed the Miz and John Cena vignette promo they did WrestleMania, man. Seriously, because it was almost like it was like he had ideas, Rock didn't want to work with him, creative didn't really want to help him out when he had the ideas. It's like so, like it's it's like you understand that frustration. It's like when it's like if you, that's like if you go into going to your job and you go into your boss and like, yo, I got this great idea that will help boot, help boost our revenue. And he's like, all right, okay. And pretty much he's like, all right, we'll talk about it some other time. Then you keep keep reminding them, keep reminding them, and then it's like it keeps getting brushed off. And so you're like, what the hell? So I understand where Dean Ambrose was coming from about that match because I wondered, I, I was wondering about that match. I was like, why did it seem like this match is like it was like no chemistry almost. It was like no, it was almost like just a regular Brock match. That's basically what it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you know, uh, we don't talk about that and then so they brought up a uh, Stone Cold. Now, <coughs> all of us over here have seen the Stone Cold podcast, right? Yeah. How did y'all feel about the podcast? If I'm gonna say something, I feel like Dean was ill prepared. Uh Like, like I feel. I mean, I'm not saying Stone Cold shouldn't have went in on him. I'm not saying that at all. That's why I expected Stone Cold. But I feel like he wasn't prepped of how it was going to (laughs) go. It was like, all right, sit here and talk. Uh, uh, Okay. I don't know what I could go in and what I can't. So it's almost like Dean felt a little intimidated doing the podcast. Like he just wasn't ready, in my opinion. How about you, Moxie? 
I felt the, it was it was it was awkward because it was like because it's um it was like it's awkward when you watch it, but then when you hear his take on it, it's like you see like you see like okay, this is why it was like it was the podcast went this way because he because I don't remember you guys hearing he said that during the, during the podcast he was like the guy told him he told the guy he, he told the producer or whatever I don't want to talk about this, but then they ended up bringing that bringing up what he didn't want to talk about. So he said, "I'm just gonna just just ignore it." So he uh, talks. Well, first of all, I thought that was one of the worst of the Stone Cold podcast. Uh, it he, is. He talked to one <coughs> producer. He said, "I don't want to talk about my family life." That's so I think he wants to talk about. And then the producer said, "Okay," but they don't give the cue to Austin, and Austin talk, talks about his family life. And Dennis is like. Clearly, that's not what I want to talk about. But here's the stigma that bothers me. Everybody, because everybody swears that they know how something is done until somebody take, walks a mile in somebody's shoes. <laughs> now, everybody that I've talked to, I have y'all on different podcasts and saying, y'all love the Attitude Era. <laughs> right? Alright, so with the Attitude Era comes, you know, Stone Cold and the way things will work. I love the answer there too as, as well but there are certain things that just don't won't work today and I'm not talking about just showing titties or saying vulgar language or things of that nature I'm saying of how things work backstage mm-hmm. I did not like how Stone Cold was basically called Dean Ambrose complacent mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah. why would you do that because see Stone Cold can walk back in 1998 and say, Vince, I ain't doing this shit. Alright, I'm not going to work with Jeff Jarrett. You know, I don't want to work with Mark Merrow. I can do that and also can get away with that shit. Nowadays, you get fired. Or, you get buried. And you get buried for shit like, I don't know, for not for having a, 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 a negative reaction against the match of Dean Ambrose on a main event show, EC3. Uh-huh. <coughs> so, we called him as the, as the champion. Complacent. I was like, yo, Steve, that's really... I almost want to say out of character for you. Mm-hmm. And I disagree with him completely when he said that because Dean Ambrose made a good point and he said... If all if Stone Cold wrestled today, 2018, 2019, there is no Austin 316. Yep. Wouldn't exist. Certain things worked in a certain era. That's just the way it is. Uh-huh. And people and people keep I, I hear people all the time saying, "Man, I want the answer there back." And so the first thing I ask them is, "Why? Why do you want the answer there back?" Maybe in that group message, because like I said, I lost track of these damn group messages that people be sending me in. So I don't know who's being like twenty. I know. <laughs> so I don't know who saw this or not. Uh, Swag was asking, "What's the difference between AEW and WWE?" Because he wants to have a I watch never got party. This message. Huh? I said I never got this message. No. Okay, so. It's one of the 15 groups. I'm sorry, man. Like I said, so Chubb says, um, 
Uh, I forgot what he said. So, so something about, you know, you get more technical wrestling than WWE. And I'm like, slow down. Now, I understand because people, we as fans, are angry with WWE because of how they've been. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and say that WWE does not have technical wrestling matches. If you want to ask me my honest opinion, I think TakeOver 25 was a better show than Double or Nothing. Uh-huh. Just saying. And I, 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 I'm sick of the stigma saying, well, that's NXT. I'm like, if WWE goes out of business tomorrow, guess who goes with it? NXT. NXT is being shown on the what? WWE, WWE Network. Network. It's WWE. Just a different brand. So. <coughs> and you know what, guys? You know what this is? This is what I've dubbed in my life at this point as the old head conversation. Right. I call this the old head conversation because this is like, this is simple as, man, I don't know why kids today are like this. We weren't like that. Or, I mean, music today was definitely better back in the day. Man, we had cartoons growing up. Man, games was really a lot funner or harder back in the day. This is the old head conversation. This is when this is when you simply were a student and become a teacher and forgot what it's like to be a student. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with you too, yeah. And I think that's it's too hard. I think a lot of that happened with also like, bruh, you you're Stone Cold. You're a Hall of Famer. You're an icon. At this point in the game, you can tell Vince what the fuck you want to do, and that's it. Cause Brock's the same uh, way. Brock's from that era. I can tell Vince need me. I don't need Vince. Kind of thing. John Moxley or Dean Ambrose don't have that leverage. They are with all with as big as wrestling is. They are expendable. Mm-hmm. And Dude, in the realest form, that happens at work. That that happens when you had a job. I can tell you for a fact that something went down at work, and I was like, "Well, why don't you just say that to the manager?" And they looked at me dead in my face and said, "I'm not you. I can't talk to him like that." And I really was like, "You're right. I'm sorry. I need to talk to him for you because that's the only way that point's going to get across." Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what it is. So you know, I I I I, I always have the, the feeling that I like Stone Cold was just never fair to Dean Ambrose. Yeah. And that kind of and he could have pulled him aside and, and told him some of the things that you, you think I could do, but it ain't like Dean Ambrose himself on his couch like, uh, I'm the champion. They ain't what's happening backstage. <coughs> Vince is different. Vince is desperate. And. When you got somebody that's on your side like Triple H, he can't save you. Because uh-huh. at the end of the day, it's Vince. That's what it is. So he also talks about a little bit so we can keep moving, keep it moving. Uh, Triple H, because he, he he got Vince's ass a lot in the first podcast, but he never uh, talked about Triple H. But he says, you know. Triple H is killing the indies because he's like buying them all out. Uh-huh. And I could honestly understand where he's coming from with that. Because the WWE has had an influx of indie stars 
and then he says, well, you know, that he's back there. He's taking pictures with all these indie guys and all this kind of stuff like that. And he's, like, he's, like, he's like killing the in, in, in the, uh, independent circuit. And I'm like, yeah. in, in a little bit of that, I kind of can agree. I mean, am I happy that Keith Lee and Matt Riddle and uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish are all in WWE? Yeah. Ricochet, too. Ricochet and all of them. Yeah. I'm happy they, they're all in there, but I'm just saying, but I do understand when it comes to, like, killing the indies. Dude, you're absolutely right. That's that's simply a young bull. To use another one of my metaphors, that's monopoly tactics. I'm going to just buy one of all the spaces so you can't get a monopoly, so you got to come over to me if you want to do something. Well, that's unfair. I can't win that way. I know, but I can't. I mean, is it business? Yes, I get it. And he wants to make his company, his NXT company, like the best kind of company. Because, you know, there are some things in the indies that they that they need to learn from the WWE. Kind of like when Tyler Black first got there and nobody thought he was going to make it. And he, he awarded too much of him teaching him a lot of things that he didn't know about when he was in the indies. <laughs> I think NXT benefits guys like that. You know, help them get get them ready for, you know, a TV. Because if, if Ring of Honor was to be able to put on a major network, live TV, like TBS, they, they wouldn't be ready for that shit at all. Simply looking off the camera, they wouldn't be looking at the camera, they wouldn't be ready for it. Exactly. So NXT teaching those guys there. So that was some of the highlights from the Wade Keller. Uh, Interview, uh, Moxie, any more you wanted to add to that? Um, just the fact that that was a, it was a great interview, and honestly, just like I said, you can't you can't blame Dean Ambrose for pretty much the way he was feeling, the way he was speaking. He was he was being honest. He's like, look, I'm free. I can say what I want to say now. There's no pretty much no holding back. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Now he's doing what type of things. He's in Japan, won their uh-huh. United States Championship. And then now, I think he's trying to go into the Jewish G one classic. G one classic, I guess that's what, I guess that's what it is. I don't follow uh-huh. Japan like that, so I'm guessing. I believe it's that what it's called. You guys are right. It's the G one classic. Okay, yeah. Okay. So he's entering in that. Then we got double or nothing coming in October for uh, September or October for uh, you know the new TV deal. It it's about to be uh-huh. something, man. It's about to be something. Something. Yeah. So Russ is definitely gonna be for- worth watching. Russ is about to get very interesting in this in this second year. As John Moxley said, this industry is going to need a facelift. Cool, yeah, but you know what? All, like I said, I always applaud him for saying, "I just he he never wants to really go out of business. He just wants to get better." Yeah, because <coughs> they have that potential to be better. They have that potential, so. Uh-huh. Uh, stop yeah. hiring right. Stop hiring writers that don't know nothing about wrestling. That's for one. Well, see, because Vince wants a he wants a television show, and he said he yep. he, he wants acting. He's like, I'm a wrestler. You know, I go out there and do it the best I can you know, to try to do it. But uh, in reality, this is wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't, you know Vince. You know, he, the further away he moves away from that, the further his product is going to suffer. All right, guys. So. That's going to call it for an end of the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I appreciate you guys joining me, J.D. Moxie, and Quattro here 
for uh, the show. Uh, interesting show that we had. So uh, make sure you guys check out Stomping Ground if y'all want to. I'm not going to force y'all, but I should be coming back to do a review for you guys to let you know how I felt about the show. Make sure you guys uh, check out Spaces Philly, the Dutch Club we are a part of. And check out all the great uh, podcast content we got up there. Once again, the Lulu and Pop show and the Lulu and Pop Horror War show, which you get uh, a, re- a review and a breakdown of different kind of horror movies, which is very interesting. Also, both sides. And then <coughs> you guys check us out, of course, the Don't Get Me See the Wrestling podcast. And the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. As on Nerdgasm Talk, we talked about Black Mirror season five and Toy Story four spoilers. So if you guys want to go check that out, then tur- uh, check out Turntables Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, uh, which is coming up with a show this weekend. Talk about a lot of shit is going on, especially the BET Awards is tomorrow night or tonight actually. Also, so you're probably going to hear about hear about that as well. And then uh, make sure you guys check out uh, Drunk Dog Sober Tongues. And since we are now in quarter two, which about to be quarter three, Man Talk will, is about to officially start. So the, the Man Talk podcast is about to officially start. I will give you guys the dates and times of when that thing is going to go live. Ready to sound off. You know what I'm saying? There'll be different times. It's, it's, it's going to be therapeutic for us men out there. And that, that's what it needs to be. So, we I'm, I'm going to need a beer during that. Oh, what man. You, you can get yourself a beer. It's, if you smoke, smoke. I'm saying, I want all the <laughs> men to be relaxed because we're going to talk about some real shit. Right. Yes, real sir. Shit. Yeah. So, no, you know, if you are uncomfortable by revealing shit about yourself, or if you are uncomfortable of arguing or disagreeing, this ain't the show for you. So I'm saying, so make sure you know uh, everybody comes prepared for that. But that will be starting up here in quarter three of our podcast. We just wait for the right time, wait for things to you know get built, build up, and all that kind of stuff. So check all that stuff out. Check us out on Stitcher along with uh, Apple Podcasts. And Google Play, along with us on uh, YouTube Premium. Check us out, YouTube Premium. There's a free trial going out right now, which can cost $9.99 a month after your free trial. But if you have Google Play, once again, I've been told that you also have YouTube Premium. So once again, this is NC, the place to be, Chill Toy, Mr. A&D, and uh, the co-host, uh, the hard R for the Soul Trek Enterprise Quattro. See y'all after stopping ground. And then... The lunatic fringe, J.D. Moxie. You already know. It's going to get a facelift. We're going to see what's going to happen. <coughs> Absolutely. And then, we know we, we, we know you couldn't be on here, but Q-Flow, wherever you are at, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Mary 
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.